you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. So today, we're going to start this new series called Opportunities. We're going to go for four weeks. Today, the title of the message is Seeing Opportunities. Seeing Opportunities. You can look at the notes at lifeway.church forward slash 07-26-20. That's today's date. So that you can follow along. So that you uh, can go back and look at the scriptures. Some people say, well, what was that scripture? What was that? You, You have it if you follow along. Some months ago, it was probably six months ago, I think, uh, it was Elizabeth's turn. Elizabeth is our daughter. She was up there singing. She's back somewhere running around, I guess. Um, It was her night to choose the movie that we watch. You guys do that. You give everybody a chance to, sometimes people bypass their chance. No, I'll give you my chance and I'll pick up the next night if you can't think of what to watch. And she said, oh, I just started a subscription with Disney Plus. Anybody like Disney Plus? We need to watch this one that I would, I've been looking at, the previews. It's called Free Solo. It's Nat Geo, National Geographic, but it's on Disney Plus and it's called Free Solo. I said, okay, that's cool. She turns it over there and it's this guy scaling the mountain. Like not like a mountain, like Stone Mountain. I can scale Stone Mountain up the up the side that you can walk, <laughs> walk. You know, it's a ten ten percent grade or something. I'm talking about like that. This guy's name is Alex Hunold, and it featured him in this movie, which won an Academy Award in 2018, I believe. But in 2017, he went up the side of El Capitan. And he's the only person to free solo. Now, free soloing is just climbing up without any ropes or anything. Anything. Took him, I don't know how many hours. Some of these details, you'll have to go and Google it and find out yourself. Or watch the movie. It's, It's awesome. Because this guy is, and they've done scans of his brain, and they they find that he just doesn't deal with fear that much. I don't know. It's just some way he's made up that he, his brain doesn't even fire on these fear things. I mean, the thing that I got out of it was the courage, the courage to do what this guy did. And it spoke to me, you know, he's choosing to do these impossible climbs because of the courage that he has on the inside of him as a human being that God created, how much more should we as born-again believers, children of God, have courage to do the things that God wants us to do? Right? And so the challenge is always before us. This, This young man looks for the challenges to go for, for them. Most people are sitting at home watching his movie, 
while he's out experiencing adrenaline doing what he can conceive to do, what other people can't conceive to do. It's just amazing. The courage and the, the mental fortitude to do these things, it just, it's amazing. And so this is what I want to look at with this opportunities. There's opportunities. There's opportunities to fail. There's opportunities to succeed. And this year that we're in right now, 2020, feels like we're going up the side of El Capitan without any ropes, right? We're looking for everything to hold on to and turning our feet in every, every which way just to get up to the next little six inches or a foot. Amazing. Amazing. So this year that we're experiencing is a little bit different from scaling El Capitan because, number one, we didn't choose it. Alex chose to go up El Capitan, but we didn't choose this year. We're scaling it with no rope, trying to get to the top of it, right? And number two, we don't understand it. But this, this, this guy, Alex, studied. I mean, they take a drone. You can imagine they take a drone camera, send it up the side of the mountain, film every little crack and crevice, and they number them. And they study this thing for, for a long time before they ever start up. And you can imagine they do it with a rope first. And they, they, they study it. We haven't had the ability to study 2020. We don't understand it. We're in the middle of this climb without any knowledge of how we're going to get to the top, how we're going to overcome. And so I'm relating this year to this mountain that was in front of Alex. But it's filled with, filled with opportunities. 2020 is still filled with opportunities. We can either grab hold of the right rock or put our foot on the wrong ledge. There's opportunities and choices we have to make. We're learning more and more every day how to trust God and overcome. And so... That is the challenge. This series is about recognizing opportunities and how to overcome the challenges that come with each opportunity. You know when an opportunity comes toward you or you meet it, however it happens, there's always challenges within that challenge, within that opportunity, right? Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. I'm going to read it from the new, uh, um, the, the Passion Translation. You guys want to put it up there in the new Living Translation right now, or do you have it in the, the Passion Translation? The Passion, okay. Here's the Passion, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. So be very careful how you live. That's good. Be very careful how you live. Not being like those with no understanding. But live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. 
So being very careful is important, right? Knowing this unknown is very important. We have to be wise. We have to have true wisdom and understand that we're living in evil times. I believe that was written for today. We're living in times that are unprecedented. People that don't know God don't know what to do. People that do know God are still wondering, what do we do? How do we handle this? When is this going to stop? We're on, it feels like we're on a ride at Six Flags and they just keep running it over and over and over and over. They won't, they won't give you a chance to get off, to use the restroom, or get anything to eat, right? Are you emotionally fatigued like I'm emotionally fatigued? Where I find refuge is in the Word. I put on a praise song and just play it and play it and play it over and over and over and over and just find another praise song. I enjoyed that one that you posted out there by uh, Maverick City Music, Promises. I just kept playing that over and over and over. And it's, it's a, like a 10 and a half minute song. I'm like, three times, I'm 30 minutes into it. And go down and get on the treadmill. You, listen, we've got to praise our way and worship our way to a place that is above all the junk. Because of the times that we're living in, we have to take full advantage of every day opportunity. There's opportunities to fail. We're going to fail if we're running around with the turkeys instead of flying and soaring with the eagles. How many eagles do I have in here? No, I'm not talking about Philadelphia. I'm the... <laughs> right? There's a cowboy right there. All right. But, you know, we're not into sports right now. But even that can fatigue you guys. Come on. There's opportunities everywhere. And the key to seeing the opportunities is looking with eyes of faith. Think about some challenges lately that have resulted in creative innovation. I'll just mention the word Zoom. Has, has the word Zoom changed in the last six months? Zoom. It doesn't mean go going fast on a motorcycle. It means that you're connected with some meeting going on on the internet. Found out a little bit about Zoom. Um, a guy by the name of Eric Yuen, Eric Yuen, Chinese American man, is the CEO and founder of the company Zoom. Zoom. And Zoom was worth $10 million. Uh, no, no, it had 10 million subscribers in December of 2019. 10 million subscribers in December of 2019. In April of 2020, just five months later, right, 300 million. Went from 10 to 300 million. This guy is worth $11.2 billion, and he's 50 years old. But get this, he only owns 22% of Zoom. Think about that. The right place at the right time, seeing the right opportunity, and taking it. Okay, we're going to talk about that over the next four weeks. Why do people capitalize in places of opportunity when other people just like, I didn't see it coming? 
opportunity is everywhere. The key to seeing is looking with eyes of faith. Do we see our problems bigger than we see the solutions? That's a big question. Do we see more problems than we see solutions? And if we have God on the inside of us, why does it take us so long to see the solution? If we have the ability of God within us, why does it take so long to see the solution to the problem? My prayer is, Lord, help me be the solution. And help me not run from the problem, but run to the problem. Are we looking with our, with our natural negative perspective? Or are we, are we willing to see things with God's perspective? I want you to pray this simple prayer with me right now. Say, Lord, help me see. Now, if you'll wake up every morning and just say that. I'm not talking about natural. Your natural eyes. We need to see with the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit. God has created us a creative being. You know, if we could look back into some of our lives and when we're little kids in school and, and, and we have a, a, an art class, a creative class, some of the damage was done back with a teacher that said, uh, I'm going to give you an F for that art project, Right? it kind of stunted that creative growth. God created us to see things. And a lot of us have shut that down because of what we see in the world. But we need to see with God's perspective. We need to see with his eyes. I want us to look at another scripture here in Numbers chapter 13. Look at Numbers 13. And before we get to the scripture, I just want to kind of set the stage here. God told Moses to go into the promised land. And he's, Moses is leading the Israelites. And so he, Moses turns to Joshua, his right-hand man, and says, Hey, take 12 spies and send them into the land. So they, they go into this uh, land of Canaan for 40 days to spy out the land. While they're there, they see some things and they take some things. And these 12 spies go back to Moses after 40 days and they're giving them a report. This is what we saw. This is what we heard. And this is... This is the fruit. And God said that this land, this Canaan land, would be flowing with milk and honey. It was called the promised land. God promised his children this land and told Moses to go in. But he, but he said there's going to be giants, right? He said that there was going to be opposition. So it was nothing new that there was opposition in the land. The spies that came back, they had the report. And 10 of them had a negative report. Two of them had a good report. Those two were Joshua and Caleb. 
Joshua and Caleb. If you study Joshua's life and how he hung around Moses and how he hung around this tent of meeting, every time Moses would meet with God, Joshua was right there, right? And Joshua was attracted to the presence of God. Moses spoke with God face to face. That's what the word of God says, right? And so Joshua patterned his life. He was being mentored by Moses. And so when um, the, the 10 came back, they said this in Numbers 13, verse 28. The land flows with milk and honey, but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. And we even saw descendants of Anak. The giants are there. There's giants in the land. The cities are powerful, fortified. There's walls around them. They're very large. And so it, basically they were saying there's, there's absolutely no way. We understand what God said, but there's no way for us to go and to, be, uh, to take this land. And so Joshua and Caleb saw the opportunity to take this promised land regardless of the size of the giants that they were up against. In Numbers 13, verse 30, Caleb, in the midst of this bad report, Caleb silenced the people. It says, Caleb silenced the people. Numbers 13, 30. He silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. He was convinced beyond what he saw. He was convinced beyond their negative report that they could do what God wanted them to do. And then in Numbers 14, 9, Caleb says again, because they were still negative, negativity. And guys, here's a ratio, the, the 2080 effect here. You've got most of, most of the people that you work around 80% of the people that you work around are negative. Will you agree with that? I mean, unless you work in a highly positive and productive place. And you have to be intentional about that. Otherwise, our default is negative, right? We always see the glass half empty, more than half full. It's the 80-20. There's about 20% of the people that you work around that say, we can do this. There's a better way to do this. They can see the opportunity. And so here was Joshua and Caleb in the middle of this. And so in Numbers 14, 9, or Numbers 13, 30, Caleb silenced the people. Numbers 14, 9, Caleb said this, Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. <laughs> Think about that. The, the, Joshua and Caleb were the minority in this scene. And they were saying, hey, don't be afraid of the people and don't rebel against the Lord because we're going to devour these people. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. So Caleb and Joshua were seeing with the eyes of faith and they saw the opportunity that the Lord promised them because they were looking with eyes of faith that were focused on the problem, the promise rather than the problem. God said that there would be problems. God said that there would be enemies. And as soon as we see the opportunity, we are always challenged. 
And I believe that Joshua and Caleb were more challenged by the other ten than they were the giants. And it's true. Sometimes we're more challenged by the people around us than what is in front of us. The enemy or the world or the flesh. We're more challenged by the people around us. People who are not seeing with the eyes of faith in God many times will be the greater challenge than the thing that's standing in your way. So let's talk about the devil. Let's talk about the enemy. Let's talk about the giants in the land. There were giants. And so by looking with the eyes of faith, we're not pretending that there are no giants or that there is not a devil because the devil is real. And we can't ignore the devil and pretend like he's going to go away. The things that we're seeing today, let's bring it to right now. Even though the, the enemy is using people, the enemy is behind it. That's why we can't afford to get upset and mad at people, but we have to see the spirit behind that. We have to recognize that it is the, the devil, that there is a devil, and he hates people, all people. The devil hates all people, all people. He's trying to take them off of the face of the earth before they make a decision to make Jesus the Lord of their life. And so one of the biggest tactics of the enemy is just ignore me, ignore me, and maybe nothing bad will happen. So there's two responses here. If we just ignore the enemy, he'll go away. You know, like they teach you as a child, if there's a big dog over there and he's barking, just don't look at him and just keep moving. Listen, the enemy doesn't give up. And we can't ignore him. We have to see things from God's perspective. Or the opposite response. Let's just magnify the devil. Magnify them. Magnify him. And talk and act like he's bigger than he is. Do you ever notice when you talk about the problem, it grows? You talk and you magnify the problem and the solution is not to be found anywhere. You're magnifying the problem. So somewhere between magnifying the enemy and ignoring the enemy is the balance. The enemy's real. The enemy's real. But we can overcome him. We have to see with eyes of faith. Let's think about the, the servant in 2 Kings chapter 6. Look at 2 Kings 6 verse 15. What are you seeing? That should be our question. What are you seeing? Are you like the two that saw victory? Are you like the ten that said, no way, no way. We'll never be able to do it. We're not strong enough. Even though God promised us, there's just no way to do it. So 2 Kings chapter 6 is about Elisha. And Elisha was a prophet of God. And the Lord used him and spoke to him in 2 Kings 5 and 6, and he's, he's giving the enemy's position away. The Lord is telling Elisha where the enemy's position is. And so this proves that we need to be more in tune with the Spirit of God than we are in tune with the world. 
right? But Elisha here sees something that his servant doesn't see. As soon as the king found out that Elisha had inside information, the king of Assyria sent troops to surround uh, Elisha and his servant. And they were going to kill him or bring him to the king and kill him. You know, they would always capture him, bring him here because I want to see this guy with his head off, right? Brutally murdered. And so here's the scene. The army is surrounding Elisha and his servant. But Elisha goes out this next morning with the army surrounding him. Verse 15 of 2 Kings chapter 6. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning went outside, there were troops, there were horses and chariots everywhere. His servant said to him, Oh, sir, what, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha said, for there are more on our side than on theirs. So Elisha saw something that his servant didn't see, but look at the prayer that Elisha prayed. Oh, Lord, verse 17, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. So again, what are you seeing? Are we seeing with eyes of faith that the Lord has given us? In the world that we're living in now, in 2020, we, half of the year's already passed. A majority of the people, 80, can I say 80% of the people are saying, I just wish 2020, 2020 would be over. Just give me a break. Bring on 21. Right? It's truth. But listen, God's not finished with 2020 yet. He can, turn, he can take the rest of the time in 2020 and turn it around. He can turn it around. But it, but it depends on what we're seeing. It depends on if we're seeing the opportunity and seeing with positive eyes of faith or we're looking negatively and seeing how big the enemy is and magnifying the enemy and saying, there's just no way. There's no way. There's no way. And so here's the second point of the message. We're advantaged. We are advantaged. Now, we don't say that because we we're proud that we're Christians. Listen, everybody has the ability to be advantaged by God. God, when, when, when he gives us his promise and he makes us his children, he gives us the advantage and shows us his promises, his exceeding and great promises from his word. He wants us to see like he sees. And the way that we can see like God sees is to see everything in perspective or in relationship to the word of God. When we get in the word and the word gets in us, it changes the way that we see. 
faith begins to rise up within us because we're created in God's image and his likeness. And we begin to see with positive eyes. Listen, you can see this in a child. Now, the Bible talks about childlike faith a lot, right? But you tell a child that's Ira's age. If you say, Ira, this Friday, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to go down and get an ice cream. And so, and so every day, guess what happens? Ira wakes up and says, is it Friday? Is it Friday yet? Because I know we're going to go get an ice cream on Friday. I have never lied to Ira, right? God has never lied to us. He created us with the same childlike faith that reaches out, that wants to believe his promises. So let's look at how we can become uh, a faith person that sees with the eyes of faith. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. This is how God has advantaged us. Everybody say, God advantaged me. You need to know that. That you're advantaged, not in a proud way, but God wants his children to prosper. He wants us to take advantage of opportunities that are coming towards us in 2020. Or actually, we're going towards them. You know, that's the thing about opportunities. Do they come towards us or do we go towards them? Sometimes it feels like they just fall in our laps. Other times, we do have to push the door open, right? Somebody says, well, uh, opportunity knocks. Uh, You know, there are all kinds of quotes about opportunity whether it knocks at the door or whether you push the door down or whatever, the thing is to be led and guided by God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says this, My son, my daughter, my child, pay attention to what I say. Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Turn your ear to my words and do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. This is a key right here because sight is involved in seeing like God. And I'm not talking about physical sight. What you see physically will determine what you see with your heart because the connection is made right here. The Passion Translation says this on Proverbs 4.21. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep in your spirit. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep within your spirit. And so the words of God are given to us so that we can penetrate our spirit so that we can see with eyes like God sees. Isn't that awesome? We don't have to look like the world looks. I mean, see with natural eyesight. We can see with spiritual insight. We're not bound by natural eyesight. We have the advantage of spiritual insight. Do you know you should see the potential of people around you? So instead of seeing them after the flesh, after the world, you can see them the way that God sees them. 
if you use the eyes of faith. If you keep his word in your heart, it'll make the change and you'll be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. Here's a little tip for the, the place that you work. When you go in, when Joby got hired over at Costco, I don't know this, he didn't tell me this, but I can guess because I, because I worked a lot of places. You go in and there's people that want to make your friend, make friends with you. I want you to be my friend. Don't be their friend over there. Be our friend over here. We don't like them. We like us. You don't need to be a part of their group. Be a part of our group. And you find out that there's basically two types of people, positive people and negative people, right? Here's a tip. Here's a tip. Don't hang around negative people. <laughs> They'll pull you down. Hang around positive people. But let me tell you, here's another tip. About 20% of the people are positive. A small minority that are able to see the potential. Able to see the solution. Right? Come on. Now, I, and I'm not trying to teach a business class here, but this is a spiritual principle. If we get God's word down in our heart, it penetrates our spirit and it begins to change the way we see things and we start seeing solutions instead of only problems. God wants us to be part of the solution in this time, in this day. He wants us to be part of the racial solution. Guys, we're going to have to see with God's eyes, not man's eyes, to be a part of the racial solution. He wants the church to see that we can be part of the COVID-19 solution. So we can't look with man's eyes at the COVID-19 solution. We got to look with God's eyes at the COVID-19 solution. This message should, should be making a bigger impact on us. We've got to see the opportunities in front of us with God's eyes. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. Hang around positive people. And I'm talking about positive people that that's filled with the faith of God. I'm not a positivity, think positive thoughts and speak positive words. The, the greatest positive thoughts and the greatest positive words come from the word of God. And so if I learn how to think like him, and speak like him and act like him, I'm going to be ultimately uber positive. You want to be, anybody want to be uber positive? That's me. I want to be uber positive. When people think about me, I want them to say, that, that guy was just so positive. That's a good thing, right? Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Do you think that there's power in the word of God to transform the way you think and the way you believe and the way you speak and the way you act? Do you think we're going to recognize opportunities and take them if we begin to put God's word in our heart so that it transforms the, the transforms us from negative to positive. Here's uh, 
another version. I think it's the New Living Translation, New Living Translation version of Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. It says, so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehand, forehead as reminders. Commit yourselves to these words. Make sure they're a part of you until they transform you. We have to choose to see by faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, For we live... The New King James Version said it like this, For we walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. The New Living Translation says it like this. I like, I like this translation. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Say, I live by believing and not by seeing. Eyes that see opportunities are eyes that see with faith. We have to choose to see by faith. And we have to remember that whenever there has been extreme challenges, there has been extreme breakthrough. God has given us an advantage. And so what are we looking at today? What giants are you facing today? What giants are you facing today? Is, it, is one of the giants depression? One of the giants uh, physical symptom? Maybe one of the giants is finances, like just beating your door down. You know, you didn't go looking for the giant. It came knocking at your door. What enemies are surrounding you today? Is it maybe a relationship that you think is beyond repair? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? And will you allow the Holy Spirit to change what you're seeing? Can we say, Lord, help us? Here's my prayer, and I prayed it as we started this morning. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes. We could pray like this too. Lord, this is, pr this is pretty plain English. Lord, give me an eye exam. Wouldn't that be great if we could just go in God's little office, sit down in the chair. He puts these things up there and says, look here. Tell me what you're seeing. Tell me what you're seeing. Read this. Read this. And he says, uh... Mm, we need to change some things here. Give me an eye exam. Lord, show me where I need to improve my sight, my spiritual eyesight. Show me. Instead of focusing on the bad in this world, it's time for us to see with spiritual eyes and begin to recognize the opportunities that God has placed before us. God's got some great things for us to do. That's why he's given us the advantage of his word so that we can see things like he sees. Let's just pray for a moment and just, you ask the Lord, say, Lord, help me see like you see. Give me an eye exam, Lord. I, I, I put myself in your chair. Show me. Lord, just let me... 
let me come to grips with, let me realize whether I've been seeing positive or I see all the problems. Lord, I just ask you to help us with the power of your Holy Spirit and your word right now to make that change, to make that little adjustment. It's just a small adjustment, Lord. We make a decision right now. We decide to begin to look with your eyes and to begin looking more at your word than the world's problems. We choose to see how big you are and how faithful you are and how good you are. It's your goodness. (laughs) Your faithfulness is running after us, Lord. You surrounded us with chariots of fire. There's more with us than against us. There's more for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And he's made us victorious and more than conquerors. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit that you've given to us. And Father, today, right now, I just pray that we be filled and refilled with your Holy Spirit. That we receive a fresh measure an overflowing abundance of your spirit right now, right where we are. Anybody watching out there, Lord, that we're, we're determined to receive all that you have for us for such a time as this, Lord. We need more grace. And like the Apostle Paul prayed that grace and peace would be multiplied. Father, I pray that grace and peace be multiplied to every person here in the building, every person that's watching. Grace, your grace and your peace would be multiplied. That we would walk in a way that that you walk and see with eyes that you see with, Lord. We begin to see people like you see them and love people like you love them and become part of the solution. In Jesus' name. Jesus name Father I thank you thank you for helping us pulling us up let's all stand we're standing up and stepping up to that place that you want us to walk in Lord Be challenged today. Be challenged to leave this place seeing like God sees. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.